dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. We have just completed round one. We are heading into round two of the AFL season. Some big news stories during the week and some news stories that got a lot of media attention that uh, we don't really want to touch on because I think they're just trying to make up time, Source. Welcome back, Pez. Uh, I think you're completely right and we that sort of alludes to the tribunal. Not going to be mentioned tonight because I feel like every week last year uh, that was the main story, whether it was, you know, whether they were happy with it, whether they weren't happy, whether they are going to challenge. End of the day, the tribunal's the tribunal. No one's ever happy. Let's move on. Let's let's think of, talk about the big stories of the week, Pez. And the most important thing was, Pez, AFL, they got it right. They had a really, really great competitive round one opening uh, of 2022. Yeah, we spoke about it with uh, the, the closeness in the odds last week uh, of how the, the teams were, were so close. And we had a few close games. We had a couple of blowouts. Um, but we'll speak about... Uh, that more later in the show with the blowouts, but we had a big blowout uh, in the press conference of the the first game <laughs> source where Luke Beveridge just decided to go off and uh, try and kick a journalist out of the, the thing. Uh, Tom Morris is the one we're speaking about. He stood his ground, uh, said Fox footy is going to back him until uh, his, his mates from his group chat leaked what he was uh, saying, which uh, I'm just going to say this before you speak source. I don't know why he's recording his voice uh, in, in the boys group chat why he wouldn't just write a text or something but um, inexcusable and he got stood down and then he got um, fired when his second video which included racism uh, actually came out so uh, no real winners out of that little biff after game one do you know what, Pez you're right there are no winners but there are a few there are there is actually a small winner in it and that has to be Luke Beveridge because after his little sort of dummy spit, and that's what it was, he didn't like the fact that uh, you know Tom Morris continually uh, asked questions after there had been a leak. It's the second time in as many uh, games slash weeks that uh, he's blown up. And I think he's more upset, obviously, that there's a leak at the Bulldog somewhere. And what I didn't like about it is the fact that he's gone after someone who's doing their job. Now, the, the, the comments that he's made after, let's address the first part. No way should anyone be treated like that when they're doing their job. His job is to report the news. His job is to, you know, find information first and report it. Every single journalist would have done that. Bevo was saying there needs to be a courtesy in terms of asking and say, like, hey, I'm going to run this story. Are you okay with it? I don't think that there's that need for a common courtesy. The second part is Tom Morris's comments. What I don't like about it is, again, what you said, Pez. He shouldn't be recording his voice. But what I really don't like about it is those comments came out Saturday morning and in that video clip, the, sorry, in the photo from that group message, you look in the background and it's referring to the Big Bash, the Strikers versus, uh, I think it was the Renegades or someone like that, which means someone has been holding on to that, ready to drop. And that's what I don't like about it. As soon as he was in a bit of hot stick, boom, that gets out there. Let's be very clear here, Pez. The real, real loser out of this is the person that he was talking about. Like, it's not on. No one should have to be talked about like that in that sort of, um, that sort of manner. Either sort of those social groups that he's talking about after. You know, he'd be swimming with his mates, not the way to perform as a, in a group chat. As you said, why are you recording it? Dumb. Absolutely dumb. So I think there's no real winners, but I guess, you know, the, the sort of deflection by Beveridge after these comments have come out, he's probably the only way that he could have a winner, but inappropriate, unprofessional on all behalfs. 
Yeah, so <laughs> my thoughts from the, the first go, and this is before Tom Morris's video came out, I thought Beveridge was a little bit out of line because uh, you shouldn't speak to someone uh, like that in a workplace. I feel like he attacks Tom Morris. I personally believe that Tom Morris is, is a grub, and this is before the, the things. I don't like the way he goes about it, um, the smugness he has on the TV and, and the way he reports things and, and posts on Twitter. So um, I did, don't like Tom Morris, but I was in the, in the realm of defending him, but I wouldn't go out and write on Twitter like every single journalist. I've seen every single journalist on Wednesday night back Tom Morris, defend Tom Morris. And then when the videos Tom Morris came out and he got, got the sack, didn't hear anything from those journalists. Didn't, yeah. didn't hear him mention it. Fox footy took a couple of days to, to mention it as well. So it was poor form from uh, a journalism standpoint, because yes, you're reporting on the news, your, your mate's gone down, you're going to back him, but then your mates, you know, he's been leaked that he's uh, very disrespectful towards women. He's racist towards uh, different groups. And yet you haven't come out and reported on that. So uh, I feel like it was poor. I feel like beverage did the right thing to apologize. And I feel like, uh, beverage chose the the wrong spot to do it because Tom Morris actually didn't do anything wrong that week. Um, what Tom Morris had done wrong was a big lead up um, the previous year and, and making mates and having a leak with inside the Bulldogs, which Luke Beveridge got fed up with. He hit, you know, hit the boil and just went off at Tom Morris in the, the exact wrong spot. But Beveridge is going to move on and hopefully, uh, well, Tom Morris isn't going to move on from from losing that and everyone's talking about second chances, but uh, he, I think he had his chance and he's dug his own grave. Yeah, he's dug his own grave and uh, Pez, I bet you he won't give his mates a second chance. Whoever's leaked that from his group, you know, you look at the, the different nicknames in that group and that's just not on either. So I think on all parts it was, uh, you know, I think the word grub was the right word in, in the end when those comments came out. But Pez, you know, the, the word grub is the only reference I'm there is how sloppy it was. You know, it's sloppy by beverage having that sort of abuse, someone doing his job sloppy by um, Morris in, you know, making those comments and creating a digital trail. Like, you know, that that's absolutely dumb by him and his profession. But it's even so naive to still have some of those thoughts and those opinions and those views. And everyone in this situation needs to be more professional. And I really empathise with the the person that the comments came out. Like, it's it's really poor that those that female journalist was attacked by like that. It's really, you know, disgusting that those minority groups were, were sort of you know, those comments were made. Like, it just, it's just not on. And in this day and age, I feel that we are a lot more progressive in football. And it's a shame that we're opening up after a great round of footy talking about this rubbish. Yeah, so uh, let's not talk about it anymore. There, there are our views um, and, and we move on from it. The, the most professional thing about round one was the start of the loser competition source <sighs> with uh, lots of people waiting till uh, just, just a few seconds before the bounce to get their <laughs> final loser tip in. Uh, it was very, very stressful that, Pez, that I first game. I felt like either a bookie just before a race or uh, some sort of explicit sort of drug dealer. I was at my nephew's first birthday and my phone was going off its hook with late entrance, people chasing me. I was on the phone to you, you know, and and uh, people are, people at the at the gathering are sort of like, oh, you know, it's unusual that he's working that late. Like, wow. People, be a bit more organised. Like, there was a couple of tips that almost didn't get in, but, uh, you know, I lent on our intern, Pez, who's obviously been helping you out with, with the um, with the, the social media manager. But but poor form on you, Pez. You jumped out a couple of times and offered some help, and uh, it's the first time you've offered some help, and I was very, um, you know, uh, accepting of the help, but I didn't have any faith because you've never done it before, and uh, I appreciate you highlighting the uh, little group there, but 
outside of that, it was very stressful and I'm glad it all got there, but very, very stressful. Mate, it just it just pulled through in the end, you know, <laughs> under pressure, ready to go. I didn't expect the extra 10 entries in the last 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Um, but uh, it was good. Prize money's up over life-changing money, $1,100 source to the winner. So um, hopefully those of um, you that are listening that are in the competition uh, go from there. 17 of them, source, had 18 teams to choose from to lose. Got it wrong, round one. Yeah, a lot of people were a little bit unlucky with uh, your Saints not performing there, Pez. A few people had Collingwood. A few people had the Suns uh, with that, that sort of topsy-turvy game. And, uh, well, the there was... The other one, yeah. The Blues, yeah. The Blues is the upset. So, um, you know, and that's what happens. Round one's always a, got a few little upsets there, Pez. Um, but uh, better for the rest of the, the people in the losers comp. Uh, make sure that you get that tip in, hopefully, uh, before... Before maybe you know maybe not just ten minutes before the bounce. Give me give me a little bit of time to be able to get up that amazing graphic uh, sent out. <laughs> Mate, the, the email says literally like one minute before the bounce. So um, if if that's what the email says, that's what we have to go by. And um, I'm sure the intern will help out uh, in the first game of the round. Uh, let's head into one of our favourite things to do here at Behind the Boundary, which is our segments. And the first time we're going to use this segment for the year source. Yeah, straight into coin toss for the year, pairs, and I always uh, have to watch myself when saying it because uh, BT stuffs it up in the uh, in the commentary that we've got there, and I reckon I get close every time. But for people who are not sure about it, what we do, pairs, is we offer up a couple of different uh, options of you know, for example, who had the better game, who was the biggest loser, and it's a toss of the coin. You can only pick one. Okay, now as we know behind the boundary here we run things a little bit differently so sometimes there is a three-sided coin sometimes there's a four-sided coin oh, but we love uh, the three-sided coins we love the three-sided coin pairs and uh, I think we should start things off with uh, uh, you know something that's a little bit closer to your heart unfortunately pairs but it was one of the, the big stories over the weekend is who had the better coaching debut we talk about first with uh, Vossi coaching the Blues to a 25 point victory over the Richmond the first time in over 10 years that Carlton has won one of their opening two games or we go to um craig mccray who had a surprising uh victory against um the, your saints pairs a 17 point victory um you know a whole different sort of game plan and a little more of an attacking brand of football and a very very up and about collingwood faithful making marvel stadium sound like a, an absolute sound box pairs so coin cost you can only pick one pairs and try and leave uh, your heart at home with the saints uh, this is an easy one mate uh Vossi all the way for carlton they, they really struggled in that first quarter, only kicking the one goal. Richmond had four goals, five, plenty of opportunities and could have put it out further. But Carlton, you know, clawed their way back. They had four goals to zero in that second uh, quarter there. And then Richmond were 15 points up at three-quarter time source. And whatever Vossi said to the, the troops, they kicked seven goals, five to one goal, one in that last quarter to absolutely come over the top. I've never seen Carlton supporters like that in my memory of watching football. Uh, the Carlton supporters were up and about at the MCG. And uh, afterwards, uh, a lot of them actually thought they'd won the grand final. So didn't know what it felt like to win a big game with a big crowd at the MCG. Um, but Vossi, he did it, Source. Not only his first game at Carlton, hadn't won in 10 years uh, in the first two rounds, as you said, he had COVID. 
he did it while he, while he had COVID as well. So props to him. Yeah, trying to pull out the sickness card there, Pez. Have to disagree completely, and I knew that you were going to go with Vossi because you couldn't admit that the uh, Craig McRae victory was a good one because you were in absolute devastation. Got absolute donuts back from you when I was messaging you, Pez, at the football. Um, it has to be McRae, Pez. You know, what What I like about this game is they led wire to wire. St Kilda uh, were unable to lead at any quarters. They got off to that fast start, Collingwood, and they looked good. They looked really good. Um, not only have they kept some of the defensive pressure that they had last year with Bucks, but they've been able to really put in off, uh, an offensive sort of prowess. They had nine different goal kickers pairs and the best thing is that they're not they're not getting it from their old faithful you know they're in a dangerous situation as we said in the in the preseason where they could just sort of lean on Pendlebury and Howe and you know some of these older these older bodies and they could be a sort of middle of the road team Lipinski one of their young guns and then one of their new recruits he had 30 in a goal Dacos their brand new recruit he had 27 and then you had uh, you know Dekoe probably could have kicked five he had 27 two and three uh, behinds and the other Dacos he had 21 in a goal as well so outstanding performance from the pies and I know that there was a little bit of up and aboutness after with uh, you know corns calling out uh, some of the youngsters in the in the, in the uh, with the phone saga after the game and the recording and that but they're up and about pairs great victory from McRae and it's really good to see you know that uh, these new coaches come in and then they're not under the pressure straight away yeah well impressive that he changed his game plan but there's one reason why I couldn't pick him and it's because of who he picked he picked uh he picked Big Coxie, Big Mason Cox. Uh, no, like we don't like to offend people on here, but one of the most useless AFR footballers I've ever seen. And uh, if he wasn't playing in that game, Collingwood would, would have won by about 70 points. Oh, come on, Pez. He's got a bright future. That's why he's wearing the sunnies. He's got the old Robocop out there. Yeah, well, good on him. He needs to wear the... <laughs> I don't know what he needs to do, but um, the, the coaches down at Collingwood, uh, I don't know if it's good for the structure because it makes them slower. I'd chuck in like a halfback flanker or a winger or another midfielder and just keep running because Collingwood, they did really well source. They were attacking in that first half. In the second half of the third quarter, after about 15 minutes of that third quarter, they got really, really tired, which is where the Saints kicked five in a row. And they weren't running. They weren't going through the middle, weren't taking risks. So you take Coxie out, you put a midfielder in, you'll be able to run for longer and you'll be a better side for it. Yeah, straight away we're back on to why Collingwood, uh, sorry, why St Kilda. Gave up an easy victory there, Pez. Come on, mate. you got to leave those uh, red, white and black at home and uh, just talk the footy. Let's get on to the next coin toss. No, we're talking all Collingwood then. I don't know what you're <laughs> speaking about there, Sauce, trying to have a dig. But um, the better debutant, there was one in that game. There was Nick Dacos, who you mentioned, who had 27 disposals, uh, played in the back line. You had Nick Martin uh, for Essendon. He kicked five goals in a in a 66-point loss against Geelong at the MCG. And uh, Josh Richelli. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I just like saying it like that. And uh, he kicked five in a thrilling one-point loss to, to Fremantle over at Adelaide Oval. So who have you got uh, for the better debutant? Two kicked five, and Dacos had his 27. Well, I know who I can't pick, Pez. I, I can't pick Nick Martin, and it's not because he's against the Cats. It's because, you know, it's he's going to get some of those goals because a lot of them just were out the back there. You know, there was a couple of sort of decent sort of marks here and there, five goals on debut, but it would have been easy to get, I would have been able to get a couple of goals the way that Essendon popped out of there. You know, they, they were not present in throughout the whole game. Someone had to sort of pick up the scraps and it was good to see Nick Martin kick five. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that every week. I was really impressed with uh, Nick Dacos, Pez. Uh, as I alluded to, I was actually at the game Friday night. I had a bit of a saga getting in there, but it, it was amazing watching him live. Uh, 27 disposed 
disposals. And, you know, it says that he gets he had 20 uncontested, but a lot of those just was him starting in the pack and breaking out and coming out with it. He worked at 70% of, um, 70% efficiency for the night. He laid uh, five tackles. He had a couple of, um, you know, had a couple of really, really important clearances from the back line that really started or slingshot um, the, uh, the offense for, for Collingwood. And the impressive thing, as you said, he's playing in the back line. He had three score, three score involvements. So he was able to do everything really impressive. And he looked like he fitted the AFL system and he didn't look out of place at all, Pez. Did they have a, uh, discount on the alcoholic beverages uh down at marvel on friday night sauce well they didn't have a discount pez but uh i don't i sent you an image they were actually selling cans and i was able to actually have a proper can out in the footy which uh, i thought by halftime with the way the saints were playing all the saints fans would have started turfing them on being the ferals that they are but uh you know what they the can survive another week pez no well, there you go well day cost he had a couple of big clangers in that in that first quarter and a lot of his disposals were from uh oh that's that's, the, that's nerves for a first game i settled down there pez were, were from the kick-ins so i was a little bit uh a little bit devious about that but um josh richelli he was up and about in the second half that third quarter he came out and he was on absolute fire he was he was everywhere he was kicking goals uh, he would have definitely been the best debutant of the week easily uh, but he missed a chance to kick his sixth, which would have sealed the, the game as well. But uh, he looks like a lively little uh, forward up there. So they lost Stengel over to, to the Cats and replaced him with a young uh, Richelli who won the crowd over at Adelaide. The the Adelaide Crows were, were up and about there. And to kick five on debut in, you know, a one-point loss still, I think it's better than five in a in a 66-point loss and, and better than... Uh, a clanger and a bit of a, <laughs> clang, a clanger debut and oh, I'll get a couple of touches from running out of the goal score in the back line. Uh, Dacos. So there we go, Richelli. Yeah, on to uh, from some debutants, Perry, to some uh, some not even the veterans pairs, some players that are actually in their prime. I talk, of course, of Petrarca's incredible performance on Friday night, having thirty eight disposals and two goals up against uh, Mr. Mr. Cripps uh, Pez, who, you know, as we've already mentioned, they had an impressive victory against Richmond Tigers. He had 30 disposals and a three goals. Pez, who are you going with, Cripps or Petrarca? Mate, we've got, do we have to make this the hardest coin toss ever or something? Both <laughs> absolutely fantastic players. Cripps, as you said, 38 disposals, two goals, one. He's, he was everywhere around the ground. He's very explosive. So was um, Cripps, but Cripps was, you know, hobbling off every now and then and getting back on. And to come from 15 points down, I don't think Melbourne were ever uh, in danger of losing their game. So I think the more pressure in the performance was on Carlton and, and Petrarca. So, and um, Cripps, sorry. So uh, I think Cripps with his three goals, he's burst out of the middle and uh, he always looks like he's exhausted when they have the camera on him and the footy's not around, but then the footy's there and he's, he's up and about. Uh, ready to go. So all I hope is that these two players stay healthy and we're able to see them injury-free. I'm giving a better game on the weekend to Cripps. They're both going to get the three Brownlow votes come Brownlow night. Yeah, Pez, after that, you, you're completely right. This is probably one of the, the tosses, uh, the tosses. This is one of the hardest toss-ups that we've had uh, on the show and it's good to start hardest things off. you've ever done. <laughs> no, nah, it's normally an easy toss, Pez. <laughs> normally I don't have any problem there. But um, let's uh, let's continue talking about Petrarca because after the Friday, after that uh, Wednesday night, what was it the AFL stupidly did the Wednesday night? 
Uh, after the Wednesday night, the AFL had declared Petrarca is winning the Brownlow, and, and you would you could easily um, accept that because he kicked off right where he left off last year. He looked amazing, you know, the, the, the little meatball in there coming out of those packs. He had thirty eight touches, Pez sixteen contested, and oh, the, the you know Western Bulldogs were hanging all over him and just shoving them off. Kicked a couple of goals out the middle, a couple of unselfish ones, Pez. You know, he had a, a couple of great inside fifties, but you know. Patrick Cripps, exactly the same, Pez. You know, three, 30, 30 disposals, three goals, but I think you've got to go with Petrarca because the hype is real. Uh, and, you know, for him to back it up after that grand final and that dominance of that grand final, you know, the Western Bulldogs would have planned for him. They, they didn't tag him, which which is unusual, but he still just executed that game plan. He looks fitter. He looks stronger. And as you said, three brown loads for both of these gentlemen and uh, probably the early favourite for, for the brown low winner for 2022. Yeah, with, with ease, uh, we head from the best game to the most impressive win out of these two clubs, Source. Uh, two sides of the coin here. It was a double header on the Saturday. You've got uh, Sydney beating GWS by 20 points in the end, or Brisbane beating Port Adelaide by 11. Which win was more impressive? I think the more impressive win for me, Pez, was uh, the Sydney win. I think there was a lot more pressure on Sydney. Uh, you know, they come off of that disappointing final loss. They obviously had some redemption uh, that they needed to, to, you know, show against the Giants. Uh, disappointing end to a great season. And they were put under the pump right away. We know that the Giants have a lot of talent, Pez. And, you know, that fourth quarter when the Swans were, I think it was like 89 all or whatever, and they just came out and just, you know, absolute dominance uh, from a couple of their, their, their young guns. But, you know, Heaney was fantastic in that, in that last, to that last quarter. Parker, I think he kicked four of those last goals, you know, five five goals and 21 disposals. Not normally his thing, but I thought, I thought the most impressive win was the Sydney Swans because they've had a better opposition that they were playing against. And I think Brisbane, realistically, they never got out of cruise control pairs. I feel like they always had that game, whereas the Sydney game, it was definitely a back-and-forth arm wrestle, and I think that's the more impressive win. Well, mate, if you... You would have been comfortable there. I had Port Adelaide as my loser tip and I was <laughs> shitting bricks because I thought they were going to cough it up. Uh, in the first half, Brisbane, so many easy opportunities at goal that just went begging. And I'm sitting there going, they can't still be on this four years later with the inaccurate goal kicking. And they've started it in round one. They ended up kicking 11 goals, 14. And uh, Port Adelaide, 10-9. Their defense held up really well. And I just think that they had the better win because they played against the better opponent. All right. Both teams were in Sydney. I think Port Adelaide are a much better side than, than GWS. Uh, and uh, if you play the better opponent, there you go. If Alir Alir doesn't drop the ball and, and fall over and, and cost his team a goal as well, could have been a different story and Brisbane might not even be in this. So for them to, to bounce back, uh, come over the line, you've got Joe Danaher who prefers to snap it. I actually... If you're a Brisbane supporter, you prefer him to snap it than to go back and have a set shot. And there's a few forwards like that, which which isn't too great. Um, you don't want them missing easy shots. So Brisbane, most impressive win for mine, but they need to improve that goal-kicking accuracy. Yeah, they definitely do, Pez. And it's, you know what it is? It's still that same issue that we're talking about from three years ago. I, I, I agree that we're, you know, that you could have taken either team for this, but I think that, you know, we're not going to go into too much detail, but they really need to address it because... It could have been an easier victory, and that's why I've went with Sydney's because 
They were in control of this game. All they needed to do was had better entries into their forward line, not just snap around the body, do the we thing before the me thing, you know, and not make dumb decisions. That Joe Danaher snap at that half time to go in at half time up was, was one of the dumbest things and it shows the arrogance. And, you know, he ended up with, what, 4 3 and could have had 5 3. Like, they're easy shots. They need to address that throughout the season. And we both picked them as, you know, the team to go all the way this year. And that's one thing they need to address. So. Great, uh, great toss up for the first uh, for the first week, Bez. Well, there we go. There's the coin toss, and that's the first time we've used it in 2022. We'll continue to use uh, segments to talk about the news in the AFL. Uh, but now we get into the the best part of the show, Source. We we get into our, our betting review. Here we are, Source. Uh, betting review, first one for the season. Now we've bragged about being four plus years in the green, in the profit, and nothing changed for me this week, Source. Um, but uh, you, you look a little red there on the on the Zoom call, yeah? No, nah, not a little red, Pez. Uh, just like Brisbane, the, the best team in it. Uh, I like to just take my time and just a little bit of inaccuracy early on, Pez, but I'll get that uh, together and I'll come home strong, just like the Lions. Jeez, you weren't taking your time with bang, bang off the Wednesday, Thursday, bang, bang, two big wins, and then uh, couldn't buy one for the rest. So let's have a look at uh, round two source. So uh, where we went wrong, where we went right. I staked uh, $185 out of the 200 max, and I stayed within the rules source. Uh, I returned $243.75, which will speak about for an ROI of 31.75%, which... Uh, I love to be around the 30% mark for an ROI. That's uh, very, very healthy. Yeah, very, very healthy, Pez. That's somewhere about where I ended up last year, actually. Uh, actually, no, that was where I was towards the, uh, the end of the year. Uh, the the real final of the year, I was up about 40%. So that's that's nice and very cute for you to be paying. I reckon 30. you might have been up 3%. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry, I must have missed that decimal. Uh, for me, I, uh, as you said, I had a, an absolute cracker for the first couple of games and uh, I won my uh, $202 uh, all there and then, Pez, and uh, then went uh, a couple of donuts for the rest of it. But I staked 210 just falling outside of those rules there with my little cheeky that I forgot to add to the last minute and returned, as I said, 202 So unfortunately, I, I swapped it around from the end of the year to the start of the year, minus 3.5%, uh, you know, the, the, the reigning champion always has a bit of a handicap pair, so I thought I'd just set that up because we did start on zero. So starting off with a minus 3.5%, uh, it's a good little handicap for me. Look, you never, as a punter, punters know, you never mean <laughs> to lose money source. So stop trying to talk the way around it. Let's just get through the games nice and quick here. We've got Melbourne versus Bulldogs. I had a three-leg same-game multi. Didn't come up. Uh, I got a bonus bet because if, if my bet didn't win, I got a bonus. I used it the next night. Uh, on on the Richmond game and that that didn't come through either so uh, lost fifty and lost the bonus there. Yeah, I went uh, with uh, I was pretty confident in this one, Pez. Uh, the Western Bulldogs plus twenty seven and a half. Uh, that was probably the only league that actually looked in doubt with the last couple of kicks when they sort of uh, let Melbourne take over. Adam Traw, he kicked a goal early in that second quarter when they were absolutely rampaging and took the front. And uh, Bailey Dale, he got his uh, 20 disposals uh, pretty pretty comfortably as well. So You, you could have had Chalor for two goals and Bailey Dale for 25. You would have been all right. I would have been, you know, it would have been uh, a little bit nicer. Maybe I wouldn't have been in the red if, uh, if I'd gone with that one, Pez. But that was a nice little collect for me, Pez. Uh, a return of $155. So nice way to start the season. Yep, well, the, the next one, as we know, was uh, Carlton versus Richmond, my uh, three-league same-game multi. I uh, couldn't, couldn't get up just uh, due to Richmond being incompetent and not being able to hold a 15-point lead uh, at three-quarter time. So the bonus, as I said, and the, the three-league same-game multi, no go. 
No go for you, Pez. As I mentioned on last week, I was pretty confident with uh, the Blues to be able to get it done and Vossi to keep the momentum for, uh, I don't know, from his Brisbane playing days. That's about the only thing I can refer on that. But I put uh, them at the line and, of course, we've already mentioned, they won. So a nice little $47.50 uh, for the round, Pez. And uh, that's me talking about my wins uh, done. <laughs> There's all your wins. Uh, only Red Cross is coming up, but we'll... Uh on this podcast source, we we take ownership of everything that we do. So the next game is St. Kilda versus Collingwood. I had the free money, which I thought was free money. I got nervous after the eighth goal was kicked. But this is Max King to kick one of the first 10 goals of the match. He ended up kicking the ninth. And I was sweating boards a little bit, but $25 there, double it up. So I got my 50 back. Yeah, Pez, uh, your Saints were a little bit disappointing, Pez. And uh, as I said in the opening of the show, Collingwood led the whole game, which means two of my legs uh, were already eliminated. I had uh, them to be up at halftime, them to win the game. Of course, they didn't. The Gresham bet of 15-plus was absolute money for Jam. He had 24, but no good when the other two miss out, Pez. So a big zero for me and a nice uh, little red cost there. Definitely not. And Geelong, Essendon, I see you've got a steer clear there, Source, uh, which... uh Finster on Twitter was very surprised about because uh, you usually jump all over Geelong. And this was uh, kind of heartbreaking for me, Source. If if you look at the bet slip there, it's uh, got a five-leg same-game multi, paying $5.75, four ticks and and one little void, which is Jeremy Cameron to kick three or more goals. He kicked two goals in, what, first 10 minutes and then uh, went off to hospital uh, with, with a collision there. So uh, he definitely would have kicked his three the way Geelong were playing and uh, would have got my cheeky up. But I haven't lost a cheeky this year. They voided it and gave me my 10 bucks back. Well, that's not bad at all, Pez. Uh, you're right. It would have been very disappointed for you considering he had uh, two and a half basically before before half time because there was one that was, uh, I think it was touched off the boot or just it got reviewed and, and got changed. So you would have been spewing about that. Uh, but Yeah, don't remind me about it. Yep, cool. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, let's get on to the Sydney versus GWS game. Uh, I was pretty confident with the Swans, Pez. Uh, I had Sydney head-to-head. I had Sydney minus uh, 9.5. That got, sorry, minus uh, 0.5 at the quarter-time line. And Jason McInerney to get uh, 20. He just missed out on his 20. And, of course, the, the Swans didn't lead at half. So, again, my uh, 1 out of 3 ain't bad. But uh, it is bad when it's a red cross. <laughs> That's pretty bad. And uh, I noticed uh, you did it with Sportsbet, so you probably wouldn't have got a bonus. But anyway... Um, all right, so tab here, I had Sydney head-to-head tick, Sydney first half result, which is where I lost out, and the, and the Sydney minus two and a half, which would have been a tick. So two out of three legs, got my bonus bet, and I used my bonus bet uh, a little bit later, and I used it very effectively, Source. So when we get to that, I'll, I'll mention that. The next game was Brisbane versus Port Adelaide. I had Brisbane head-to-head. Brisbane in the first quarter line minus two and a half. They came out well in the first quarter, and Brisbane first quarter result, which was just a Give me to make that a three-legger and uh, $25 turned into 56.25 with that green tick. Yeah, well, Brisbane's uh, slow start and trailing for most of the game didn't help me with my bet pairs. I had them at the line minus 13.5. A little unlucky that they couldn't actually snag a couple of late goals when uh, Port Adelaide were depleted and injured and they were storming home. Uh, that halftime goal by Joe Donahue actually is quite costly, but there are a few that obviously can go either way, but that's a red cross for me, Pez, with them uh, obviously winning by 11, so missing out by three. So that one hurts because it's a max 50 there and uh, it was a very, very winnable uh, with mm-hmm. lots of different things throughout the game. Uh, the next game was Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. Uh, I ended up using my bonus bet from the Sydney game source in this one. I put a five-legger on. It ended up being $4.50 odds. We had North Melbourne plus 31 and a half. I didn't think they'd get blown out by more than that. Under 179.5, pick your own total. 
Jack Dunson to kick a goal. Uh, nervous at the start because he kept kicking behinds, but he got there in the end. Uh, Luke Davis, Uniac, 20 disposals, easy. And Jack Scrimshaw let, left me uh, sweating into the last couple of minutes when he picked up one inside 50 to get his 20th disposal and give me another green tick 112.50 thank you very much yeah nice little uh, nice well done there pairs on that uh, the alternate lines and those uh pick your own uh lines as well obviously nice big win for you there pairs uh, unfortunately i used my sp- spoiler alert i lost my multi by one uh the 25 dollars, <laughs> but i did get a bonus bet which i used in advance uh on the, the hawthorne north melbourne game and I was all over the Jason Horn francis pairs. I was watching the game beforehand, and I uh, bit into all the Fox footy hype and all this. Never, I didn't him to snag a goal, which he did in the second quarter. Him to get 15 or more, he ended up with 13. A couple of opportunities. And one thing I've noticed from the young fella, a couple of opportunities where he actually stopped and played for the free kick. He needs to make sure he gets that out of his system because he's not going to be winning the ball with that. And I had Hugh Greenwood. I thought him going across clubs and the bargain that North Melbourne had, he could have got 20. He finished with 17. But similar sort of stuff, Bez. Just around the ball and couldn't get his hands on it. They got opened up in that fourth quarter, which definitely didn't help me. So another red across for me there, Pez, but no money lost. I'd already lost that before. <laughs> you already lost that in the multi that you speak about coming up. Uh, the next game was Adelaide at Fremantle. This was a, a definite steer clear for mine, but uh, I lost my multi as well by one leg source. So I had a $25 bonus bet. Um, I couldn't believe my eyes when Adelaide were into favourites. I didn't think Fremantle win by 40 plus, so I put... Uh, bonus bet on Fremantle 1 to 39 at $2.60. And I thought I'd lost it at one stage, but Fremantle came back somehow, one by a point. So I'll take the uh, $40 I get from that and uh, go from there. Yeah, super disappointing with mine, Pez. I had the, the $10 cheeky at the end that I uh, just narrowly lost. Really disappointing that um, it didn't get up. Um, you know, the the biggest leg in that one was actually the Gold Coast to uh, minus 10.5, pick your own line. And that got up pretty easy, them winning by 27. Unfortunately, what let me down was their first quarter. I had them to win the first quarter line by, what did I have it as? Minus five and a half. Uh, and I had the total game points over 155, which I got easy with 180. So lost that $10 cheeky bet, Pez. But I did use that bonus this week in our bet slip coming up soon. Yeah, they also had first quarter by uh, nearly three goals there, the Gold Coast Suns. So you chose the wrong quarter there, Source, unlucky. Um, and, and the multi, as we said, uh, I think, did both of us just miss out on St Kilda? Yeah, St Kilda let us down, Pez. Uh, I had the, the Cats, the Swans and the Lions all getting it done, but your Saints, a bit disappointing. Yeah, well, I had the Ds, the Swans and the, and the Lions get it done. Uh, it cost me 170 there and it cost you 176, so... Uh, we'll, we'll need to start hitting some of those multis and uh, really get that profit flying in. Uh, speaking of profit, let's get into our bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want, do you want some as well? And I, I said... Right, Pez, this is the opportunity to be able to make some of that money back I lost in round one and you continue to grow your kitty, Pez. But as we always do, let's start off our bet slip with this week's specials. Sinner takes a special and goes bang. 
And I think uh, the intern that we've hired source, uh, someone needs to hire this person uh, full-time and, and pay them a bit of money because the graphic on Twitter at Behind the Bound is absolutely fantastic. So if you want to find out the betting specials in the, in the coming week, in the coming round, uh, at Behind the Bound on Twitter, comes out every week before the round starts. Uh, so you get to put your money where, where, the, where it's best suited and get to take advantage of these bookies. Let's have a look at what we've got. We've got sports bet, they've got the three plus leg same game, uh, AFL multi double winnings in bonus bets on Thursday and Friday matches. They've also got this one, which is my favorite of the round. And we both benefited from it last week's source, the four leg AFL multi one or two legs fail out of it. You get a bonus bet back up to 50 bucks. So I'm sure uh, we've both got that uh, this week. We moved down to tab and this one, they had it last week in a game. They've got it again. Bulldogs versus blues, three leg same game multi. If it doesn't win 50 bucks back. So you can get all three legs wrong and you're still going to get a bonus bet back. So you can take advantage of that. They've got from Friday to Sunday, they've got the same game multi-special, three or four legs, one leg fails, get bonus bet back up to 50. And if you like longer multis with uh, five, six, seven plus legs, uh, you can actually get more to, more to fail and still get a bonus bet back. Now, uh, points bet, I had to actually ask, uh, ask somebody else, ask a friend to go to their points bet account because on my points bet account, it just says, there are no specials for you, uh, which is very, very rude of them. But you've got $3 for the Demons to win, Petrarca to kick one plus goals. Please let us know at Behind the Bound if you're banned from points bet, because I'm sure everyone's banned now. But um, you can also get $3, Buddy, to kick two plus goals against Geelong. You get $4 for Bailey Smith and Patrick Cripps to both kick a goal in their game as well. Now, a new one that I've added in here, source, uh, or sorry, not me, our intern, uh, we've got the, the Money Ball. Uh, and we spoke about it last week with Max King to kick the, you know, one of the first 10. This time, it's Buddy to kick one of the first five goals in the match. Uh, it's paying five bucks, but the max bet is only 10 bucks. So they're going to be doing this for a couple of things, but that might interest a few of you, especially if you've got a Moneyball account there. Now we go bet 365. They've got the multi-bet offer, so you can get 65% more. Uh, they, you know, not, not a company to do a lot of specials. Sometimes they'll do the lead by a ridiculous amount and we'll pay you out. Uh, now, Ladbrokes and Neds, the same company here, Source. Uh, they started with $2 lines. Uh, they didn't know behind the boundary was going to put out this uh, graphic. So uh, today they've put out the same game AFL multi on Neds every game. And they've also got an early payout. So your team leads by 20 at half time. They'll pay you out. Uh, and Lads have the same three legs, same game multi because they are the same company. There you go. Check it out at behind the bound. Uh, that beautiful graphic we've got up there. Yeah, great uh, graphic, Pez. Was the intern hired from uh, Fig Jam Incorporated or was it just uh, somewhere else? No, well, it wasn't me. So, oh, uh, Flo Flogger Incorporated, was it then? Was it? Sorry, no. did you have to stutter your words there, Pez? Was it Was it you or? It wasn't me. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this uh, young uh, phenom. All right, we'll move. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll move away from Shaggy over there. Wasn't me, and uh, we'll get on to the the, uh, the 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 reason that all the listeners here pairs is to get in to hear our bets and to hear uh, some of the advice and how the game might unfold. So we start things off with Western Bulldogs taking on Carlton seven twenty at Marvel Stadium. The Bulldogs go in favourites at a dollar fifty nine. The Carlton Blues, the outsiders, at two thirty two. The line for this game pairs is $1.90 and that gets you eight and a half points and the over under total points is at 159 and a half pairs so can the blues make it two in a row or will the doggies bounce back after last week's uh surprise loss because a lot of you speak to any fit uh footscray fan and uh, they were going to go undefeated 
Well, definitely not a surprise loss, but uh, <laughs> yeah, both clubs coming from it's a separate thing. My view on this one is is all over the Western Bulldogs here to bounce back from a loss, uh, and a lot of it's due to the health and safety protocols at Carlton. Source: You got Michael Voss, who's got COVID; he won't be able to coach from the box. Uh, you've got Adam Chera, health and safety protocol, the, the big recruit there. Jack Martin, health and safety protocol. He played a good fourth quarter last week and they've omitted uh, Tom Williamson as well. Lockie Fogarty and Sam Walsh comes in. So Sam Walsh comes in, but they do lose uh, Chera there. Uh, the Bulldogs, they've omitted Josh Shackey, which will help their forward structure and be able to move the ball up forward a little bit cleaner and, and take advantage of those small forwards. Bailey Smith is a big injury for them as well. Bailey Williams has been omitted. Taylor Dre. Anthony Scott comes in. As I said, the Bulldogs here, Source. Uh, what I've done is you, you can't go past Tab here with the, the three-leg same-game multi. Any leg loses or all of them lose, you get your bonus bet. So I've gone the Dogs at the line, minus eight and a half. I've picked my own total over 152.3, so 153 total points between both sides. And the halftime line, the Bulldogs minus four and a half as well. Those are $3.10 odds. Whack the max 50 on it. Hopefully don't have to get a bonus bet back and use that. Uh, hopefully that is just a winner. Yeah, Pez, uh, totally agree. You can't go past the Bulldogs in this one, uh, but you can go past Tab, Pez, because I've gone over to Sportsbet with their four-leg same-game multi, and, of course, one leg, one or two legs fail, and you get bonus back uh, bet for that one. I uh, I agree. I think the, the dog's going to be too strong. There's too many inconsistencies with Carlton and their coaching staff. You know, they're not going to be able to... We all have been through... Uh, we've been through Zoom meetings last year, Pez, and you think that uh, work meetings bad on Zoom? Try and being in a room full of football boys and uh, Vossi on the big screen, that's not going to be pleasant at all. So the Carlton uh, Blues are going to be a little bit disrupted. But I do have a bet for the game, Pez, of course, of course. I've gone with sports bet and I've used the bet return, Pez. Now, I know that not all punters have it and... Just like uh, you and I are banned from points bet, I've still uh, allowed for the, the bet return, so I take advantage while I've got it. I've used a $20, $25 bet on Aaron Norton to kick the most goals, and this is the reason I went with sports bet is because Tab unfortunately don't offer the most goals market included in their uh, multi. So I've gone Aaron Norton most goals, George Hewitt to get 20, Sam Doherty get 20, and Zach Williams with no cherry in there, probably sneaking in to get a couple more disposals. That gives me odds of $6.25, Pez, and I, as I said, whacked 25 bucks on it. Yeah, so on the Bulldogs as well, uh, I don't know how your bet returns work, but uh, hopefully <laughs> the listeners do. But uh, that's uh, Thursday night footy, and the next one is a massive clash of Friday night footy. Yeah, really huge game pairs on the Friday night, as you mentioned. We head over uh, to to the to New South, New South Wales pairs. We head to the SCG, of course, the home of the Sydney Swans, who are taking on the Geelong Cats. Sydney Swans going favourites uh, at a dollar seventy. Geelong the outsiders at two dollars fifteen. The line for this game, Pez, is minus three and a half, favouring the Swans, and the over under is quite low, I think, at one forty five and a half. Pez. Can the Swans and the Geelong team, which team it comes uh, uh, unbeaten at the end of this game? Well, it's very hard to read uh, the, the Cats this week, isn't it? After playing against uh, the Witches Hats that are the Essendon Footy Club. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit strange. Sydney had to fight hard against GWS and, and you don't know uh, where these teams are at. So this will be a good one. You've got Sydney favourite probably because they're at home. Probably because Buddy's closing in on a, on a thousand goals and they're actually quite healthy. Uh, Geelong are as well. Jeremy Cameron should should get up. Is that the news you're hearing throughout the week? Uh, it depends, Pez. You know, like he, he's got that uh, that back and hip sort of not the back and hip, sorry, that hip where he's going to be testing. 
I don't think he will get up. I think Geelong will play it safe. Uh, and, you know, being rushed off to hospital with a potential, you know, uh, hip injury, I think they'll play it safe uh, this early in the season, especially well, with his history last year, I think. This would definitely be a steer clear for me, uh, source, but I, I did see the Moneyball special and it's a 10 and it'd be rude not to put my cheeky 10 on it. So, uh, cheeky. Oh, sorry, mate. The cheeky. Cheeky. My apologies. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the button on my end, but there's the cheeky. Um, Buddy Franklin to kick any of the first five goals. Paying five bucks. That's that's cheeky enough for me. Yeah, I uh, totally agree with you, Pez. It definitely is cheeky at five bucks. Um, I, I agree that this uh, normally would be a steer clear game for, for me. Um, there's too many uncertainties this early on. Um, uh, in the preseason, you heard me talk about Geelong, and there's too many uncertainties about how they're going to play. Patrick Drainerfield looked amazing, must I say, coming out of that middle. It's good to see him really healthy. I think Sydney going to this game, the healthier team. Gary Rowan still the test. Menegola is still a test, and uh, of course Jeremy Cameron might not get up. Uh, I totally agree, Pez. I think that uh, five dollar value and Lance Franklin to kick one of the five goals. At home, only being four off a 1,000. I think the Swans will want to get him that 1,000 goals in Sydney and a packed-out SCG. So I've put $10 on that one as well. You're saying we got the same bet? We do, Pez, but mine's not cheeky. I've gone cheekier a little bit later. All right, fair, fair enough. Uh, I didn't let you in on the Max King uh, special last week. No, you so didn't. Thought, uh, <laughs> we let all the fans know and uh, everyone's on the, on Buddy this week uh, to go from there. And if you'd let me know, Pez, I would have jumped on it. I jumped on it in my personal and I would have been up for the round. So that's on you. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not we're not a team here. We don't share our bets with each other. So no, you're, you're right. You know, we don't. Play by uh, the rules. We do play, or sometimes we play by the rules. Depends uh, which week it is and uh, how good the, the betting is. All right, Pez, let's get on to the Collingwood versus Adelaide game. This game is played in Melbourne at the G. It'll be good to see a packed-out uh, crowd because the lid is off down in Collingwood, Pez. We have the Magpies coming in favourites at $1.36, which I find a little bit surprising, and the Adelaide Crows, the Outsiders, at $3.30. The line is 19.5, of course, favouring the Magpies, and the over-under total points 164 and a half. Pez, can Collingwood make it two on the trot or will Adelaide cause an upset? Yeah, at the MCG, I can't see it happening with uh, with Adelaide after the way they let Fremantle come back into the game. Collingwood look like they want to take take the game on a little bit. Side bottom still looks good coming off the half-back line. Pendlebury's moved down to the half-back line as well. You've got Adams in the middle. You've got Goey who can you know go up forward, kick some goals. Hopefully they omit... Uh, Big Mason Cox, and then uh, it's a definite win. But I've gone with Tab, and I've fallen in love with Tab this week, Source, uh, the, the three-leg same-game multi. And I've taken advantage of it in different ways in my next four bets. In this one, I've got uh, Patrick Lipinski to get uh, 15 disposals. He's uh, at quite good odds there, uh, and he got 30 last week. I've put Collingwood, pick your own line. The maximum pick your own line at plus 10.5. And there's a reason I've done that. I've also put my main bet, which is Collingwood, to win 1-39 to 39, uh, in there. All up, that gets me $2.30 odds. If I didn't put the pick-your-own line plus 10.5 source, it would still give me $2.30 odds, but it wouldn't give me the opportunity uh, to get that bonus back. So, for example, Collingwood win by 40 or more. Lipinski gets 15. I would still get a bonus bet. If Adelaide win between 1 and 10, uh, Lipinski gets 15. I would still get a bonus bet. So I'm giving myself more opportunity. Uh, with less risk. 
Yeah, it's always smart to play the the odds game, Pez, and making sure you're giving every opportunity to snag a bonus bet and, you know, a little bit of insurance, as we like to call it. Um, I'm a little bit surprised in the odds for this one, Pez, because as we said, Collingwood, you know, they, you know, we, we, you had Voss as the, as the more impressive win, uh, you know, and it was an impressive win. Collingwood were impressive, but uh, I think that they came up against a bit of a depleted side. They didn't have um, their proper um, their proper ruckman in there, and they're a little bit slow. We know Collingwood, uh, sorry, St Kilda uh, can be a little bit up and down. Adelaide, on the other hand, were a one point away from a team that most people have fighting for a top eight squad, and uh, you know a really impressive uh, performance by Adelaide. And I think they'll keep this close, Pez. I tend to agree the one thirty nine, but I've gone something a little bit different. I've stayed with Tab the three leg same game multi one leg fails, and of course I have that insurance. I've gone pick your own line over one forty eight and a half, which is the lowest one you can do there. I think it will be a high scoring affair either way. Adelaide plus nineteen and a half pairs. I think that they can keep it pretty close. And Ben Keys, uh, really great odds at dollar fifteen to be able to get twenty or more disposals. He's our main man, Pez. He had thirty last week, and he'll keep up that trend. That gives me odds of $2.80, and I've put 25 on that one. Yeah, the, the nice 25 and the, the little three-legger. Very, very good. Uh, I'm excited to get into uh, the next few games because my bets are a very, very nice source. We've got Essendon coming up against the Brisbane Lions. It's quite rare to hear you talk about your bet slip like this, Pez. So I'm uh, looking forward to these bets. And punters, make sure that you jump on because it's very rare. Normally, I'm the one that's saying how much I like my bet slip. And don't get me wrong, love my bet slip. But Pez in the pregame had a bit of a I love my own bet slip. So looking forward to the bets, <laughs> Pez. And we start things off on the Saturday afternoon time slot. Essendon Bombers taking on the Brisbane Lions at Marvel Stadium. Hopefully the Bombers can have a better performance, a more spirited performance than they did against the Cats. But the bookies don't think so. They have them outsiders at $2.76. The Brisbane Lions favourite at one forty-five. The line for this game is minus 16.5 in favour of the Lions. And the total game points pairs over 169.5. So... Can Essendon bounce back after a disappointing round one? Uh, no, not against the Brisbane Lions source. Uh, Brisbane Lions way too strong here. I love the line and I even love the line that I didn't get 16 and a half. I got 17 and a half source. So I'm not even worried about that extra point there. So Brisbane to win by three plus goals over 143.5. Pick your own line. So I've taken that down from the, the normal one. I think Brisbane can, uh, can nearly get that by themselves. And Ed Essence help a little bit. Uh, to be able to do that. And then my little safety, my little insurance, Brisbane plus 16 and a half. And uh, some, some people will look at it and they'll go, you've got Brisbane minus 17 and a half. You've got Brisbane plus 16 and a half. Why in the hell would you do it? The listeners are behind the boundary would be able to, to let everyone know. Yep, the insurance is what we're all over, Pez. That's what you're over. That's a great bet, Pez. Love that bet. I agree. The lines will be way too strong. Uh, I've gone a three-leg same-game multi, Pez. I've gone uh, Brisbane head-to-head. As I said, I think they'll win pretty easy. I've gone over 143.5. Pick your own total. That's a 20-point discrepancy to what the actual the bookies are offering you, so I love that. And the thing that I love best about this bet, Pez, is it's a little bit... Uh, Cheeky! ...with my last leg. I've gone Joe Danaher against his old side, against a stadium that he's familiar with, with in Marvel, I've gotten him to five plus goals, and that gives me odds of seven dollars fifty pairs. And I've whacked ten on it, as I said last week. He had nine scoring shots, and he came away with four goals, three. Should have had five goals, three, and an extra scoring shot, but he decided to uh, handball it off. Pez, love this bet. I think this is money for VBs. Yeah, well, uh, interesting. We picked the same total as well, one hundred forty-three. I don't know if I mentioned, but I've put a max bet on it as well. So. 
uh, we're all over the Brisbane Lions and hopefully this isn't one of those upsets that no one sees coming. Yeah, Pez, I don't even think the Essendon uh, faithful will see that one coming. They were really disappointing. And talking to a couple tonight, uh, shout out to the boys at Indoor Footy. They are well and well off them. They actually said that round one starts this week, Pez, not uh, last week. They uh, already erased it from their memory. Oh, don't worry. They'll they'll soon be talking about the uh, 16 cups they got in the cupboard. That's yeah, uh, well, usually what they fall to. Hopefully it's round three after they've had 0-2 uh, start pairs and they get blown out by the Lions. But let's get on to our Saturday night clash. Two weeks in a row, the Port Adelaide Power are uh, hosting the Saturday night clash. The AFL obviously has a big investment in them. And why not? Uh, after a pretty spirited performance before they were hit in that fourth quarter, they come in favourites at $1.24 against Hawthorne Hawks, who are outsiders at $4.10. The line for this game, Pez, is minus 24.5, and the total game points, Pez, it is 160.5. So can the Hawthorne Hawks keep the streak alive at two games? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think a very high chance that they do not uh, keep that streak alive. I know Port Adelaide, you know, had some injury concerns last week uh, during the game, but they'll go back home. They'll play against Hawthorne Hawks, who, you know, are a bottom four side. And uh, I'll put through tab my little three game uh, with insurance. My insurance line is Port Adelaide plus 10 and a half. I've put the game total up to 180 and I've gone under. So under 180.5. I don't think Hawthorne score high enough to allow that to happen, even if Port Adelaide score really, really highly. And I've gone the margin source. I've gone Port Adelaide 40 plus here uh, at home. They've come off a loss. They they need to, in front of their fans, playing against the, the bottom feeders in, in Hawthorne. $3.60 odds, put 25 on it, uh, hoping for a big Port Adelaide win. I'm hoping for another cracker pairs on the Saturday night because I'm steering clear in this game. I am pretty confident in uh, Port Adelaide. I'm a little bit worried about how some of those injuries and some of those uh you know, that, that mindset's after that uh, big win for Hawthorne. Uh, so I'm steering clear of this one, Pez. The first one of the round, uh, which is which is good news for punters because, uh, you know, they, won't, they might be able to relax from all the winnings that they've got from my first four bets. Well, we were, we were on track to go uh, a record. We might have had 20 bets in here, but you've decided to, to steer clear. That's all right. We'll, we'll move along. Yeah, and it might be a trend that continues, Pez, because the next game we've got uh, the Gold Coast Suns, the Graveyard. They head back home to the Graveyard, but it might be a little bit more lively after a, a nice win out per, out west. Uh, they come in outsiders against the Melbourne Demons, four ninety five. You can get the Suns at absolute value after uh, to go oh and to go two and zero, oh, Pez, against the the Premiers. I like those odds. Uh, the favourites, of course, are Melbourne at a dollar eighteen. The line for this game, Pez is minus 22 and a half. So quite a big line for the reigning premiers to get it done. And the total game points for this one, Pez, 156 and a half. So can the graveyard shake that tag, Pez, and can it be party town up in the in the Gold Coast? No, definitely not. I love the Gold 29. <laughs> uh, you can get on Melbourne uh, this week. But uh, unfortunately, I'm trying to, you know, stick by the rules this season. I, I usually go over but we've got our limit and uh i ran out of money in all my other bets so uh, i've steered cleared from this game for that reason but i love the price you can get on melbourne head-to-head here they don't lose this no i don't think they lose this either pez uh might be a few people that go the gold coast for the loser tip though be a little bit mindful of our man uh rankine who has a really great game last week i'm sure he'll be up and about on the gold coast but uh you can't possibly go and back anything on gold coast and that's what I've done, Pez. I've steered clear from this game. 
All right, let's get on to the Sunday game, Pez. We are going to a really interesting game here. I think this is a really winnable game for both clubs. We have, uh, of course, the North Melbourne who have uh, resumed the one ten Sunday time slot, which they will have for the next couple of years. I think they're taking on the West Coast Evil uh, West Coast Eagles at Marvel Stadium. The odds for this game, sorry. The West Coast evil. Yeah, well, they, they will be evil if they come into Melbourne Pairs and steal a victory over North Melbourne. They will be counting the chocolates, and they'll be very hopeful for this one. North Melbourne, $2.15 outsiders. The West Coast Eagles, $1.70 favourites. The line for this one is minus 5.5, and, and the over-under is 162.5 pairs. Can North Melbourne get a win in the opening two rounds? Oh, they, they definitely can, but, you know, so can West Coast because... Uh, this is a game where the bookies are just trying to tempt you with whatever you think in this 50-50 type game. I'll give you $2 and a little bit for, for North, maybe $1.70 for, for West Coast. You know, they've been a strong side in the past. They're trying to tempt because they want uh, lots of money on this game because no one knows who the hell is going to win this. And if I've got absolutely no idea who I'm even going to tip source, I'm not going to put any of my hard-earned on it either. So steer clear for me. Yeah, steer clear for me as well, Pez. I don't mind North Melbourne. They looked pretty lively. I just think West Coast may have a little bit of experience and they, um, you know, I think that they, that's the only reason I have a little bit of reservation is because despite their injuries, they still are going to be the senior team. They'll want to get a victory where they can because there's not going to be too many of them uh, coming around and losing last week to Gold Coast in Perth. Look out for West Coast to, to bounce back. So that's why, as you said, if you don't know who's going to win, how can you bet on it? So steering clear for me as well, Pez. All right, let's get yep. into the next game. Uh, this will be an absolute cracker. The three twenty Sunday time slot: Richmond versus GWS. Richmond are the opening favourites at a dollar eighty-seven. Of course, this game is at the G. That's the only place that Richmond play. Uh, GWS are the outsiders at one ninety-five. Pez for this game, the line is close. It is one and a half points. Pez and the over/under total points is one sixty-nine. So, what is going to happen in this grand? final repeat from uh, a couple of years ago. Wow, this is uh, this is a very intriguing game for me. Uh, you got nearly nearly even money, nearly Pickham's source. Uh, Richmond, who struggled in the last quarter, but they did have a 15-point lead over Carlton. And the Giants, they also had a lead against Sydney and uh, coughed that up as well. So who, which team can play four quarters? Uh, we, we said in the preseason show source that uh, Richmond will struggle to keep a couple of their players on, on the field, like Dion Prestia. And he went on the ice with a hamstring uh, last uh, Thursday night, which was no good. But uh, Richmond with Tom Lynch, Jack Rewood up forward, a few other players uh, in their midfield, Jaden Jaden Short in the back line. They're at the G and the Giants start with G and they've got Toby Green, their captain, whose surname starts with G. <laughs> but he's, he's not going to be there. So if he's not going to be there. They don't like the G as, as in the MCG. Uh, one out of three Gs ain't good enough for me. So I'm going to go with Richmond, all right? So I think Richmond are going to win this. I've got my little tab, uh, same game multi. Richmond plus 34 and a half, pick your own line. Uh, total game points under 190.5. I don't think that it'll be very, very high scoring. And uh, Richmond head-to-head. So $25 on that. That's $2.30 odds. Uh, uh, there we go. Yeah, Pez, I'll add a G to that. Oh, geez. 
That is terrible. Uh, I don't know what you're going on about there, Pez. I'm all over GWS there. I actually think they'll win this game. And uh, if you pop over to Ned's, you can get, uh, if you think you're going to win, $1.95 is good odds, Pez. Uh, but uh, what's even better is the plus one and a half line at $2. So I've whacked 25 on the Giants. I think they can get it done. I think they were, you know, super impressive last week and they can definitely put on a show against the Tigers. Um, as you said, some little bit of injury concerns there. And I think they get the job done at uh, the MCG. Uh, the G's in GWS Giants will get uh, the victory pairs. So they'll get the W, which will mix up your uh, little alphabet soup that you're creating over there. Uh, well, the G, closer to G, is L. So they'll, they'll, they'll go with the L instead of the W and give the W to Richmond because R is closer to W. So... There's a little bit to think about. Yeah, thank God we don't run a spelling podcast, Pez. That would be boring as all batshit. All right, <laughs> let's get on to the last game of the uh, round two. And we head over, Pez, to another stadium that involves a lot of uh, letters. I'm not talking about Optus Stadium, of course. Our favourite venue in Perth, SBS Stadium. Uh, for listeners out there who are long-time uh, fans of the show, they'll understand that joke, and I'm not going to be uh, boring you with any more spelling details. But, of course, I'm talking about the Fremantle game, taking on your Saints, Pez. The bookies have Fremantle favoured at $1.48, your Saints outsiders at $2.66. The line for this game pairs, minus 13.5 in favour of the Dockers. And the total game points pairs is at 163.5. Mate, are your Saints going to bounce back after a disappointing round one? Oh, you, you, don't, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> over there at SBS, I've absolutely got no... Uh, clue. We know Paddy Ryder's coming back in the B- VFL, so he he won't be in the side. Uh, St Kilda, you couldn't stick a tackle last week. Uh, you, you were kicking the ball, trying to hit Marvel Stadium's roof going inside 50. So if they do anything like that, they'll get smashed by the Dockers, uh, who are playing at home. But uh, I think the odds are odds are correct there. Dollar 48 to 66 in favour of Fremantle. Um, steer clear for me. They're not in my multi. I'm uh, staying away from that game. Uh, getting as far away from it as I can. And I'm in Victoria there in Western Australia. There you go. Yeah, Pez, good move there. I agree. It's going to be a hard one there. The Saints really could have used Paddy Ryder uh, last week, but they could definitely use him against Fremantle. I'm steering clear as well, Pez, but I hope they don't get belted because I've included uh, something related to that game in my multi. So hopefully they can keep it close. We, of course, uh, finished for all the betting for the round. Who have you got in your multi, Pez? Yeah, my multi. I love my multi this week. As I said, I love my bet slip. Uh, my multi is a five-legger. So I've used the, the sports bet four-plus uh, legs. And if two, one or two legs fail, you get your money back here. So I've gone the Western Bulldogs, who I think will beat Carlton. We've got Collingwood, who will beat Adelaide. Brisbane will beat Essendon. Port Adelaide will beat Hawthorne. And Melbourne will beat Gold Coast. $5, five, 25 bucks on it. Uh, there we go. Nice. Nice pairs, and uh, you know, yeah, it's probably uh, a good one to like when you pick all the favourites. So, uh, yeah, really stepped out of your comfort zone there, Pez. Uh, I've gone in my multi, I've gone with Tab, and uh, I saw something during the week on Twitter that I didn't mind, and I've uh, picked up a bit of a variation and uh, incorporated some of that into my bet slip. You go over to Tab, and they've got a, a nice little bet, the, the tri-bets pairs, the minus 15.5, the minus 24.5, and the minus 39.5. I think uh, there'll be a few games this week that are quite close, so I've gone Collingwood versus Adelaide, either team to win by less than 24.5 points. Of course, I've gone Adelaide with the uh, the line in my personal bet, so I think 
think that'll be pretty close. North Melbourne versus the Eagles. We don't know who's going to win, but I know that it's not going to be by over 39.5 points. So either of those teams to win by less than that, and I am still on track to clear a nice big multi. Richmond GWS as well. I think the game will be close. Either team under 39.5. And Pez, as you said, Hopefully your Saints don't get blown out because I've gone that game as well. Either team to win by 39.5 points. Put 25 on it, Pez. Gives me great odds of $4.04 and I've uh, whacked 25 on it. Yeah, I didn't keep up with that if I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'll have to see uh, the graphic when it comes out to, to have a look at what that is because uh, I've got no clue what you're doing. Yeah, cool. Basically, uh, all of those games, the winner to be 24 and a half under either team to win and the rest of the games north richmond Fremantle, those games to be uh 39 and a half is the total winnings points yeah um wonderful that sounds uh, absolutely <laughs> fantastic uh, i think we'll close it up there there goes the uh bet slips make sure you jump on at behind the bound uh on twitter because everything goes up there and uh you you can get involved uh, with the pod yeah, make sure you jump on all your favoured podcast providers. Leave us a five-star review that how other fans can find us, as well as leaving your feedback in the comments. Pez, wrap things up for us. Well, that's it. Uh, it's it's Wednesday night. Well, it's just ticked over midnight, so this, this will be out for your Thursday morning commute to work. Uh, nothing better than listening to Behind the Boundary before the round, ready to go. Uh, and for those of you listening after the round and uh, just having a having a cheeky laugh at sources bets because they all got crosses <laughs> and going, yep, Pez is seeing the green grass on this side. It, it'll be really, really good. So best of luck with your punts and any AFL competitions you are in. I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still source. We'll catch up next time, guys. And as always, if you're having a punt, bet responsibly.